This won't end well for Illinois. Here's a three. It ended well. It ended well. Welcome to Oski Talk. Hello, great people of the Champagne Room. I'm Ori Benatar here with Stephen Cohen, who is now a resident of the great city of Madison, Wisconsin. How's it out there, buddy? I'm telling you, my chair absolutely sucks. Like, I'm sitting in this, like, desk chair right now, and it's very squeaky. Is it like a so, wooden chair? No, it's like a nice, it's nicer what I had in Champagne, but it's just, <laughs> it's uh, it's not a great chair. You, you didn't, also, you don't... You didn't buy like your own like cushion desk chair or something? I had a cushion. This this seemed like a good chair, and it's it's very. This is like the first time I've really sat in it now for like an extended amount of time, Oy. and it, it kind of sucks. That's bad. It's also been raining now for two days, um, so it hasn't stopped raining since I came. Uh, campus is mostly dead because graduation was last week, and this is the week that people go home. Uh, and my bathtub has a hole in it, so. <laughs> How wait? Where in the tub is there a hole? So there's like it's like a slit, I would say. It's close to uh, the drain, um, but uh, like I don't know where the water goes if it goes through the hole. Does it go to like the people's bathroom below me? Like I'm on the twelfth floor. I'm the penthouse. That's the top floor. Oh yeah, the, the you might have to ask the eleventh and tenth floor people. No, I'm guys... okay. No, I'm I'm good. But like oh, they geez. told me if they want to bring in a new bathtub, I would need to move out for a week. And I'm just thinking like I don't want to move out for a week. Oh, I'm not going to do that. So that is true. Yeah, and Madison, you don't take any baths. Time. No, I'm not a big bath guy. You a Most, big bath guy? No, you sit in a tepid pool of your own filth. I'm good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Madison's cool. Oh, the sun just came out. That's a welcoming sign. There you go. Uh, start talking about the negatives, you immediately get a positive. <laughs> as uh, you're recording this podcast on your official final day as the TCR editor, we're excited for Tristan to get started officially. Uh, hoping maybe we get him on on the last pod. I think that'd be good. Oh, we'll get of, him on the like the next two weeks. We'll get him on a pod. Get an initiation going, but yeah. uh, we're still here, and there's some postseason play that we're going to be talking about. But I think it's fair to lead off with baseball because. Illinois is going to be the number three seed in the Big Ten tournament. They're going to be facing Maryland again on Wednesday in their Big Ten tournament game. Uh, won two games out of three against Michigan State to end the season. Zach Taylor played really well, got a ton of hits. Illini baseball is is getting national attention because of how well they ended the regular season, and they also had one of the best fielding percentages in conference history in the Big Ten. I think like over 980. Was it was it was the top conference fielding percentage in Big Ten history, 987. That's Do you know how difficult that is for a team to like have that. Like MLB teams don't field that well. No, because you you probably an MLB team will probably average, I would say maybe four or five errors a week. That might be a lot because that's like an error a game, yeah. almost. But 987 for an entire. Uh, what is it like a fifty? No, 52? no, this is just the Big Ten season. So this is what oh, okay. twenty five games. It's like twenty five games. games. Yeah, yeah twenty five games or whatever, and you make what like maybe eight errors, nine errors in that time. That's incredible. Yeah. And this was a pretty young team at several positions, like center field and first yeah. base. Those, gonna, those like those are big positions where guys you could expect a handful of errors. 
Yeah, and if, and if you want to like find out the math here, that's 27 outs a game for 25 games. 675 outs that you have to basically Okay, get. and then what's what's 1% of that? Like that's basically what they what they messed up on. <laughs> I hear the calculator. I hear it uh, I'm calculating. I I could not get uh the the correct number there. Yeah, but what, you said there were 650 outs or so. Yeah. They made like six errors in Big Ten play. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and it's ridiculous. And 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 also offensively, they played really well. The pitching is still great. I think it had a, a, some hiccups there, but mm-hmm. Garrett Acton is the best closer in uh in the country. He had 18 saves this season. No, 19. 19, 19. set the Big Ten record. The 19th was on – like, this is a team where there were several individual feats that will not be topped anytime soon. You got the 19 saves, Big Ten record. This fielding percentage is going to be very difficult for any team to top anytime soon. Uh, Zach Taylor, first Illini ever with back-to-back 10 home run, 10 stolen base seasons. He missed 14 games. He also finished with 20 stolen bases. Right. Uh, and, yeah, no, this team, like, they they saw okay, we're without Brent Spillane this year, and they just exceeded all expectations. And they are well on their way to an NCAA tournament berth in a week. Uh, but first, they are hoping to win the Big Ten. And to remind everyone, there there are eight teams in the Big Ten tournament, but it is not your classic single elimination bracket in Big Ten baseball. So Illinois will be playing Maryland on Wednesday at 9 a.m. So it's an early game, and that's 9 a.m. Uh, Eastern. Or no, that's 9 a.m. Central. It's in Omaha. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, all times are been, Eastern. It would have been nine. It would have. Oh, is it? It would have been 9 it's, p.m. if they played. If they lost on Saturday, right? If they were the Michigan four State, or five seed. Yeah. Right. So no, they're playing at eight eight a.m. Central, nine a.m. Eastern. Is that what? So, it is? yep, it's, it's all oh. all Eastern time. So in Omaha, and basically, let's say Illinois beats Maryland, they're going to either play Michigan or Ohio State. So Michigan's playing Ohio State in the second game of the first round, which is awesome. Um, so <laughs> if Illinois wins their first two, they pretty much advance to the third round, and they which would is have to the championship. You gotta win four games. That's what it is. Yeah. You have to win at least you have to win four games to win it all. Potentially five. If you win four it, in a row, you win it all. If you win five, you win it all. Yeah. And the other side of the bracket, you have Indiana, Iowa. They're playing each other. Minnesota's playing Nebraska. So it, it's not gonna be a cinch for Illinois, but I think they got a favorable draw. Granted, Illinois, we have not seen them play a Michigan this year, or Michigan period, not a yeah. Michigan. So yeah. We'll have to see how that matchup turns out. Like, I think I looked back at, like, Illinois' Big Ten schedule now, and they had a lot of games against the bottom part of the Big Ten, which is good that they, like, beat up in the bottom of the Big Ten. But now it's now they're going to be tested. And the good thing is that even if they had maybe an easier, a more favorable Big Ten schedule this season, the non-conference schedule was as difficult as any in the country. It's why Illinois' strength of schedule is in the 20s out of 300 300 Division I baseball teams is that they tested themselves early on. They won a lot of those games. So even if they haven't seen a Michigan before, they played Coastal Carolina four times. Uh, they like they played Grand Canyon, who's a pretty good team. They played a bunch of these teams that are very good. And so I don't think they're concerned at all about having to play a Michigan or having to play an Indiana again or uh, Iowa, who swept them a month ago. Right, and Iowa's the eighth seed now. Iowa sort of had a tough end to the season as the as the Big Ten season went on. But I think Illinois' uh, defense separates them. 
But honestly, it is going to be, for me, about consistent offense because I think that's where Illinois has had their struggles. Obviously, they come mm-hmm. in as one of the hottest teams in the country, but in the days where Illinois were losing Big Ten games, the pitching performed. It was the fact that Illinois could not get the big clutch hits in certain situations. And this Illini team, especially against Maryland, had a very competitive series. I still remember we called that Friday mm-hmm. game the first of the three in which Illinois was pitching the lights out, but then they gave up four runs in the ninth inning, and Maryland won on a three-hit ball game, and then Illinois lost the second of a doubleheader, and most two of those losses to Maryland were in part to a lack of big offense, which Illinois needs to be consistent with because we know that the pitching is is likely going to deliver. I mean, Wednesday you – you're seeing Fisher or Weber probably start. I there. think you go with Fisher in the first game. I think you do everything in your and he had a bad game on Thursday against Michigan State, like bad by his standards because he gave up four run or three runs and he gave up a run in the first inning. I think you have to go with your ace in the first game because I right. I why I don't like maybe if Weber is an off game, which he's been hot and cold obviously. When he's on, he's on, but when he's off, he's very cold. Uh, I don't think you want to put Fisher in a situation where it's like winner go home at that point. I think make sure that your guy is Andy Fisher and you have a chance to win that first game. You got to yeah. do it. Because honestly, yeah, you don't win that first game. You make the tournament considerably harder for yourself. You you basically have yourself in a high-pressure situation in every other game after that. It's so mm-hmm. crucial to win the first game in, in the first round. Because Illinois loses to Maryland, then that's it. They're in the elimination game, and if they lose another one, that's it. The season is basically over. And, and to me, there's still a lock for the NCAA tournament at this point, which that selection show is next Monday afternoon. Right, so it's just a question they, of seeding. Yeah, but like you, if you win the Big Ten tournament, you have a chance to host a regional, and that, that'd be huge for this program just going forward. Like Maybe you don't win the College World Series this year, but... To be able to build off this with so many freshmen on this team, like, sure, you're losing some seniors. Uh, but to be able to build off that and build off the regional, build off the hype then that you haven't had in four or five years now since 2015, that'd be huge. You can't lose to a Maryland team that you know you're better than. You can't lose to Iowa, who swept you if you end up playing them again. It, uh, they just, they, it's time for someone in this athletic department to be consistent other than men's golf, and this is that chance. I think this is a this is a a golden chance for the Illini, but they're the best team in the Big Ten. I think. I think Indiana, slightly better. I just think Indiana have too much. Big, they've they've they have an offense. That's the difference. Yeah, they have no, a very they, consistent. Offense. Illinois has an offense too, but Indiana's got bigger bats. You know, they've got guys who can who've hit ten plus home runs this season, multiple. Who have been able to Multiple just is 15 hit. plus. Yeah. You have guys who hit the ball out of the park all season long. Illinois has had Zach Taylor. That's pretty much it in terms of consistent long ball hitters. And and that makes a difference come tournament time because you see what it does in softball. Like every game seems to be one on a walk off home run or just like every game seems to be one much. on the power of big bets. Yeah. It, and like small ball only works so much in this part of the season because it's winner go home. And if you have that big bat that can just produce for you at any given moment, that's such a game changer, and Illinois does not really have that as much. Right, and in postseason baseball, you have to take advantage of those opportunities where, let's say you ha- you get an out, but then you get a single after that. You have to take advantage every single time you have a runner on base because 
anytime whichever team leaves the most runners on base that's the team that's not doing their job especially mm -hmm. in postseason baseball that sounds like an obvious statement but <laughs> when it comes to the postseason that's where it matters the most you have bases loaded you can never leave them loaded regular yeah. season fine it's gonna happen you work through it but in the postseason at this point in time it's inexcusable bases loaded two runners on one out nobody out you have to score in those moments and illinois has got to be able to do that if they want to win the Big Ten championship, which leads us to, is Illinois going to win the Big Ten championship? Uh, I I think they make the Big Ten championship game, and then they lose to, like, Indiana. Do they probably. lose a game on the way? I think so. They're, well, yeah, it's still, like, even if they got to a championship undefeated, they would have to lose twice then because it's double mm -hmm. elimination no matter what. So, like, yeah. if Illinois softball beat Virginia Tech on Saturday, they would have had to beat Kentucky twice. Yeah. So, like... I'm at a point where, I don't know, I'd want to think they could, but I just don't know if the pitching is going to be reliable enough or consistent enough because Andy Fisher can't, he might pitch two games and maybe if they play five. Uh, but then who's that other starter that's going to step up? Right, it's you got between. Fisher pitching twice, you got Weber once, Watson once. Who's that you need next guy? You need Watson or maybe even Maldonado. Maldonado, yeah. To come and I just don't know. Clutch. I don't think there's enough consistent pitching, which they'll work, they'll work better in the NCAA tournament when there's fewer games that you got to play. When you could potentially be playing five games in five days, I don't think there's enough starting pitching on this team right now to give them a chance. Um, I'm going to go outside the box. I think Illinois wins the Big Ten tournament. Ooh. I, do th I think that the underclassmen are going to come up through the ranks and get some very and have some big at bats like i'm looking at the likes of uh campbell and mcdonald and sarver i thought sarver had a great weekend against michigan state he he was hitting the ball pretty well um also i think brandon comia could get a couple of games here and there he had he a could... big game on saturday two home right. runs he's, he's yeah. playing great so i think illinois is going to get those performances from the seven, eight, nine, six hole hitters or the underclassmen who might have not had the best of seasons. And and also that's a, another big factor. If your team can have the guys who are hitting, you know, two fifty and didn't have the biggest RB don't have the most RBIs, they get hits in the postseason, it changes everything. You can you can win games against better teams if your whole lineup is contributing. And, of course, Illinois is going to need Zach Taylor, and they're going to need Michael Massey to contribute a ton. But I think that the young guns for this Illinois team are going to be able to keep up this hot streak. I think Illinois rides the wave, and I think they win the Big Ten tournament. If it's not Illinois, I'd have to go with Indiana. And if Illinois wins the Big Ten tournament, they are maybe the 12 or 13 number national seed. So. Yeah, I think if Illinois makes the championship game, they're they're hosting a regional, no question. Ooh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I think if they make, yeah, because they're gonna keep up this high road of success that they've been going on throughout the entire spring. The committee's gonna see that, and they're gonna give Illinois a top top sixteen seed. Okay. Well, they're gonna host. I'm, we can I'm hope. going. I'm going bold here. But they're not in the bubble. Um, It'll, maybe if they get blown out in, like, two games. Yeah, if both. they got blown out by Maryland and then they get blown out by Michigan or Ohio. If they got blown out by Maryland and, I, and got blown out by Ohio State and were knocked out in two days, then, yeah, maybe not. But, like, they're probably still in. Maybe they're, like, one of the last five teams in at that point. But yeah. I just – there's no way. They're, they're going to win at least a game. And they're going to – I think, gonna, they, th this I think team, they can win, yeah, good. at least two games. Yeah. 
It's a good team. <laughs> it'll be it'll be an exciting tournament. It's a weird um, feeling. Illinois, a good team. That's something. I it's know. A weird thing to say. I know. It's a weird thing to say, but there's the good teams outweigh the bad teams in Illinois athletics. <laughs> Got to remember this. That's the case. <laughs> the good teams outweigh the bad teams. It's just that the biggest the bad teams, teams the bad teams are the ones that make money that's the right that's the, that's the difference compared to an ohio state or michigan well, in indiana not so much anymore hey illinois host a regional more beer sales come on that's a that's the best possible situation oh that's a huge that's an amazing situation that'd be that'd be fantastic but <laughs> something that was not fantastic over the weekend was illinois softball unfortunately they were knocked out before they could get to a, a regional final uh, they lost to Virginia Tech in the first game. Then they needed a walk-off home run from Kiana Sherland in the elimination game against the Toledo Rockets to stay alive. And then playing Virginia Tech again, they lost to Virginia Tech again. So Illinois went 1-2 and two in the Lexington Regional. Virginia Tech playing Kentucky in the championship game. Uh, as At the time of recording this, that game is over, and we're into the Super Regionals now. But uh, a disappointing end to the Illinois softball season, but I think they just came up against a team that – had what Illinois needed consistent Pitching. consistent yeah. starters yeah I mean Virginia yeah. Tech had two of the most consistent starters in the country they had they had two girls who basically pitched almost every inning for them all season mm-hmm. Illinois has you know between five probably five pitchers that have pitched this season you know Taylor Edwards who had that gem against Michigan in the Big Ten tournament uh she, she pitched well in the first game, but Virginia Tech came up with that clutch hit in the sixth inning of game one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in game two, Virginia Tech's offense, again, just had a late, late explosion, and that that was the difference between Illinois advancing and not advancing. And it was a good effort from the softball team. Like, they, it wasn't a great season by any means. It was barred by that eight-game losing streak in April that just kind of pushed them over the edge and like took them they was like we were surprised they made that civil tournament at that point so that was that was a plus for them uh but no now it's about just like retooling you got you got a bunch of key pieces coming back obviously uh you got your best you got your ace coming back in the in the circle but then after that there's a lot that needs to happen i think they missed the tournament next year make it again in 2021 uh but this was this should have been the year because it got off to such a great start for two months and then it just kind of uh it went off the road in middle in the middle of April. Right. I mean, they're going to lose amazing seniors in the likes of Edwards in, in the circle. You got Sherlin, you got Fleming, you got Thomas, uh, Abello, just so many, so many seniors that were the contributors offensively throughout the entire season. But you do keep Bella Loya. That's like, that's I, a, that's I a, do a, think, it, though, it's important to realize that this was the most successful four years in this program's history. Oh it's yeah, only twenty years old. They made the tournament three times. Before that, they made the tournament twice in sixteen years. And so, no question about yeah. it, Tyra Perry so, is the single best hire that Mike Thomas ever made as <laughs> Illinois athletic director. And Not you know even, the difference? Like she came from I don't know a legitimate program at LSU. You know, right? And Mike Thomas's other hires were like from uh, from where was Beckman at? He was in, oh uh, god Toledo. Um, yeah. Yeah, John, and uh, John, Gross John Gross from Ohio. Ohio. Like she, he won with a hire that was like, okay, this this hire makes sense, and then so, she's been successful. You know, something she I wish go. I didn't have to say. If you want a good Illinois coach, don't hire them from Ohio schools. I guess <laughs> is the is the lesson we learned here. So football, Urban Meyer, don't hire him. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, this was it's like it's important to realize that this was the most successful four years in this program's history. 
And now it's about carrying that forward. And this was something Josh Woodman tweeted yesterday is that, like, they set the foundation, which is the big thing for a lot of these programs that were down in the dumps for so many years, is Aaron Jordan did that. Uh, someone like Nick Allegretti did that for football. And now it's about these softball girls that did it for the softball team to, that the younger ones can carry that forward and now can consistently make NCAA tournaments, but also go to a super regional, host a regional, and do something more than just getting knocked out in Lexington. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, what a good year, a good season. A good season for, for the women games. of softball. Some good years. Yeah. Uh, unfortunate to see them have to need a walk-off home run to beat a team like Toledo, but <laughs> I think that's a testament to how competitive college softball has become now. It's yeah. it's it's getting it's getting really really competitive. I think uh, Texas, who was the number nine national seed, lost their first game in their own regional in Austin, but Oklahoma is the juggernaut team of college softball. I think before the tournament they were on a 39 game winning streak, and yeah, I think they're that playing Wisconsin is, today. So. Yeah, that winning streak is probably still alive. Go Badgers. Um, I'm kidding. That was a, that was a joke. You can root for the Badgers. I no, root, I'm it, not. I'm not. I'm not doing that. You no, can. Be, you like can turn you. into me. Now you're turning into me. You have to root no. for two Big Ten teams now. That's not how no. it works, buddy. Never. Mm-mm. What? Mm-mm. Never. You're never <laughs> gonna root for the Badgers. I've told several people everywhere. They're like, "You're gonna get some Badgers gear." I'm like, "Absolutely not." But you, so, so you've bandwagoned the Brewers. You've bandwagoned the Bucks. Big Bucks guy. You'll never bandwagon the Packers. I assume. No, no, no. I'm too far in with the Bears. Because too the Bears far are like the Illini, you know? They're they're all the same. Right. And now the Bears are actually good. Yeah, why would I want a bad wing of the bad team? Yeah, the Packers are not good anymore. So they could be. Yeah. I mean Aaron. Also Rogers Green is Bay good. is like really far away. I don't Green think Bay is considerably far is. away. That is true. <laughs> Milwaukee is much closer. To uh, Chicago. Maybe, what what if Wisconsin got an MLS team, which is not happening in the near future? Madison as a what's minor league soccer? Madison as a team now. Uh, it's either the USL or, or uh, USL two. Yeah, so probably couple... the USL. Let me look this up. Madison professional soccer. Forward Madison FC. They play in the USL League One. Okay, they're in USL League One. Do you know what FC stands for? Football club. Good job. There you go. <laughs> so there's there's FC, there's CF, and there's SC. Some American SC. clubs. Columbus. No, soccer club. Soccer Columbus club. Crew decided to be Columbus Crew SC, mm. which is a little weird considering we have the first ever soccer-specific stadium in the country. That's why I decided. like the fire. They're just the Chicago fire. They're very yeah, American. Like, very, very American. They're horrific. <laughs> I went but, to a game once. They, they won that game. Okay, but they're horrific. All they have is uh, Bastian Schweinsteiger. So okay, you gotta work. Now, you, we we should switch. Um, that's that's my soccer knowledge right there. That's, right, that's but I'm I'm, I'm gonna flip from a bad team in the fire to really good teams in golf for the Illini. Uh, the women, as at the time of recording, are playing in the second round of the NCAA championships over on the NBC Golf Channel. They're at Fayetteville, Arkansas. There was some rain on Saturday that disrupted play, but they are currently playing right now. And the latest standings I have, they're tied for eighth place amongst, I believe it looks like 12 teams or so. And so, this is the national championship? Or this, this is the, just the regional still? No, this is the national championship. This is wow. it. This is the NCAAs. I mean, right now, Duke is dominating. So Duke, like plus yeah, I'm, two I'm for the whole team. Illinois, uh, they're at 14th in 14th now. 14th now. 24 teams. Oh, okay. So they're in 14th. That's not bad. 
It's not bad, but I mean, it's their first ever NCAA tournament. But of course, Illini men's golf are going to be playing in the NCAAs very soon. They dominated at their regional. The 12th straight year, they're going to the NCAA championships. They finished the week at 25 under par in Myrtle Beach to win the regional and move on to another national championship, uh, which is the second longest active streak amongst uh, golf in men's golf. Texas has made 13 years. I thought it was going to be Oklahoma state or something. Oklahoma Uh, Oklahoma state's at seven. Oklahoma's at nine, but Illinois at 12 now Mm. the best program in, in the school, but can this team win it all? I, they're going to go, are they going to go to match play again? Do you think so? I think they can. I, I think it's similar to what baseball is doing. Illini men's golf kind of was very quiet to start the season, but then they go and win Big Tens. They go and win their regional. I think they keep riding the wave hot and get far, just like I think baseball is going to be doing. Yeah, that's, kind no, of, that's, yeah. that's kind of what we're seeing with men's golf. So excited to see how that is going to – And they're uh, so young. Like half, half the team's freshmen at this point. Right. And the <laughs> no fact seniors. That, right. And the fact they came up and won Big Tens and their regional – after a not so great fall and winter is pretty impressive come on the next sometime in the next four years by 2022 they have to win a national championship oh yeah right? they have they have to win a national championship sooner rather than later it's they're only going to get old like these guys are only going to get older and then they'll be one of the oldest teams in college golf and yeah. then they'll definitely lock their way into a national championship they definitely should as it's going to be uh a big weekend in Illini Athletics. Obviously, the marquee event for the weekend is the baseball, the Big Ten Tournament. Happenings Wednesday through the weekend over in Omaha. The Illini play Wednesday against Maryland. Um, and, of course, some golf continuing as well. My Illini app is deciding not to load in. For those of you who have been listening to us this whole time and might be confused about like why we're delayed looking at schedules and things like that, it's because we can't have like tabs open on like Chrome <laughs> on our computers. Because if we leave the Adobe Audition window, it stops recording. So you use real... Chrome? Of course I use Chrome. What do you use? Safari? Safari, yeah. Safari is crap. Okay. It is garbage. Okay, you don't need to offend me. <laughs> what is what is the best browser? Safari's okay. It's better than Internet Explorer. Internet That's Explorer what I was say. is yeah. is garbage. Firefox is good too. I have Firefox, but I use Chrome. I, I like have Chrome. Have... I just don't like Chrome, and then it makes me like hold Command Q if I want to like close the tab. It's like I just oh wanna, I I just, I, I just click. I don't do my little. Uh, I don't do the keyboard tricks to you do click stuff. the red button. Yeah, I click buttons. Who are you? I'm an old person. I don't know. I click buttons. Big whoop. Wow. Well, you're 23 now, so. Right. So there's there's a there's a hot debate if we want. What's the best browser? I'm a Chrome guy. Steven's a Safari guy. Slight Mozilla guy. But let's shift to to a little bit of basketball. Uh, Kuma still has not signed. Yeah, Bernard Kuma, who committed to Illinois during the national championship game, the Virginia one, uh, and then Illinois missed out on T.J. Holyfield, who went to Texas Tech. So and then they missed out on a guy who went to Virginia. So they kind of lost to both those schools. Um, and now Bernard Kuma, who was supposed to sign by May 15th and told Kedrick Prince uh, of Rivals, um, who tweeted out that he had spoke with him and he's still 100% committed to the Illini. He didn't sign by May 15th, which was the end of the signing period. He could still sign with Illinois doing a scholarship waiver kind of thing. 
Uh, but I don't think he could join the team then this summer at all, so he wouldn't be on campus till the fall. And then he's missing out on a huge development period, which we saw was the issue with Matisse Vassell and Samba Kane. And now it will be an issue with Bernard Kuma. So the fact that Underwood was able to get someone that might be raw and someone that looks like he might have some potential, he wasn't able to get him, get him on campus again in time. And Kofi Cockburn, of course, signed a few weeks ago. He'll be on campus in a few weeks once he graduates. But it's a one-person class with three open spots left, and Bernard Kuma has still not signed. Oh, boy. And it's May 20th now. Yeah. It's kind of late. It's late. It's way late. I mean, you need guys over the summer getting better, spending time on campus, learning. I get the... we, we had the same conversation last week. This team right. is essentially the same team as last year, plus Kofi Cockburn, minus Aaron Jordan, and they could be much better than last year with an easier schedule. But he had a chance to add more to this team, and now it's a week later, and he still has not. Add anyone at this point. Just get anyone that looks like they might be decent. At this point, you and they, they should have the confidence to be able to find someone that could turn into a decent player. I mean, no one. There's no grad transfer that just wants to come to Illinois for one year. Oh yeah, at this point, don't don't go after a freshman because then you're stuck yeah, with them for four not. years. But well, like, there's I, no fifth year that wants to come. I don't know. I mean, I think looking at the way college basketball sort of evolved, especially March Madness. Looking at a grad transfer and their options, would they rather be like the seventh or eighth guy on a Big Ten team that could make the tournament, or do they go to a smaller school that could be winning their conference and they know, hey, I'm going to potentially start for this team and play in March Madness and make a Cinderella run kind of thing? Like, what's the mindset there? No, it's like, that's why I'm like thankful at this point Kipper Nichols stayed because he could have grad transferred away for his final yeah. year. But like, at this point, you need that body. So yeah, I I, so. I think everyone. I mean, the fact that we're not seeing really anybody leave shows how much this team believes that if they just have another year under their belt with more experience, that they can make the tournament. And I think it's possible. They just have to get better in a lot of different areas. But and I think they have we to fill out the roster. Right, fill out the roster. But we saw flashes of this last season. Still a long way to go. Six months. Well, I think a little six less than six months. months. Well, less, well, less than, than six, six months. months now until uh, right. until opening day. So, yeah, we wait. We wait for basketball. Uh, Game of Thrones is ending. End of one era will be the start of a new era when the Illini win the national championship next year. Um, but and how about golf the... or men's basketball? What do you? <laughs> Men, men's basketball. They that... scared me there for a while. Yeah, no, that is like... terrifying. That's a terrifying thing to think about. Terrifying thing to think about. Not as terrifying as the second to last episode of Game of Thrones. I'm not going to say anything in case people want to watch the show. I've never you, watched. I know, you don't watch it. This last season's been a disappointment. And we're recording this before the finale, so I don't know what's going to happen. But Do you think it's going to be good? Or do you think you'll be disappointed tonight after watching? Uh, at this point, I just want to get it over with because last episode was so disappointing. And not, not unless there's like something miraculously insane twist that is done well. Will I be satisfied? So this episode will need a lot to satisfy me. Meanwhile, I saw Avengers for the third time in theaters because my dad <laughs> hadn't seen it. Still good. So, okay. but speaking of cool. eras and the NBA right now, we've got the continuation of maybe one of the greatest eras of any team in professional sports history. And then the dawn of a new era out east, the Bucks, the Warriors, as the time of recording, yet to lose a game in their conference finals. Bucks could lose tonight in game three. They won't. But, 
Portland. Myers Leonard has played great in these conference finals, but That's you can you have to you have to have a thirty point lead at halftime against the Warriors if you want to make sure to win the game. Even then, it's still a question. Portland's led by double digits in all three games, but Golden State has found a way to come back, even without Kevin Durant, because this Warriors team is basically it's a carbon copy of the 2016-2015 team. I mean, it, that's basically what it is. Mm -hmm. Stephen Clay hitting threes, Draymond getting triple doubles, and the bench contributing a ton. I mean, Jordan Bell, McKinney, all these guys. But the problem with Portland is the the, the non-stars are shining. Myers Leonard, Seth Curry, uh, Zach Collins has played well. But Lillard has, has been nowhere to be seen. Yeah, that's... Uh... It's disappointing because this seemed like, well, okay, then maybe the Blazers could like put up a fight, especially with KD out still. Like, okay, well, they got the two shooters to cancel out the right. Warriors, two shooters. But maybe they'll have an X factor, and then Myers Leonard gets a start, plays 31 minutes, scores 16, plays great. So that's our guy, of course. Right. Let's go. Let's go, Myers. Let's go, but yeah, Myers. no, this is, uh, it's disappointing that like it, it's going to end in a sweep. Like this. Right. And a couple, a couple thoughts coming into my mind just now. I mean, one, we forget how good this Warriors team was before they had Kevin Durant. So now we're remembering why we were so livid they when Kevin 70, Durant. They won 73 games without Kevin Yeah, Durant. but they didn't even win the finals that year. If I have to remind um, you there, wearing yeah, my tattered, tattered Cavs shirt. <laughs> but this team is still unbelievable. And as much as, you know, I, I, I don't like the Warriors because, I you know, the dynasty and they beat the Cavs so many times, Steph Curry has been fantastic and clay thompson and draymond green have been playing out of their minds i mean they didn't even need demarcus cousins he he no. kind of made the team worse in a sense when they got him and he's been through injuries so that's one thought another thought is that something they were mentioning in the broadcast of game three you could see that this portland team won you know denver took him you know denver oh, took a lot exhausted. out of they denver are, took a lot out of him and none of these guys have played this long of a season these warriors players have been playing this long of a season they're expected to be playing till late may early june every year for five years and speaking mm -hmm. of five years if the warriors do not blow this 3-0 lead which has never happened before in nba history go to the nba finals they would become just the third big four franchise to win their conference or league five consecutive seasons in who are the others who are uh who's the just take take a gander it's happened three separate times but only two other teams in the big four have done it uh i'm gonna guess the yankees yes the yankees have done it twice they've won and, they oh were they both no there's one more another oh, okay. uh so it's happened it's gonna be the fourth time it's happened but it's, been it's gonna be the fourth time franchises. it's happened but it's been three franchises so the, yankees, the yankees both in the 20s and 30s no, Yankees in the 40s to the 50s, so from 49 to 54, and then from 60 to 64. So they've only won at most five straight AL pennants in a row. No one okay. in the NL has done it. Well, wouldn't that be six, 49 to 54? That'd no, because it's 49, 50, 51, 52, 50. Yeah, no. So I think it was 49, 53. Sorry. 60, 64 okay. is five. And what the other one should be pretty easy if you just think about it. Uh. Celtics. Yeah, ten straight. Yeah. So it's never happened in hockey, even when the Prince of Wales and the Campbell conferences were in existence. It's never happened in the modern NFL. No one has. And uh, the Celtics was fifty years ago as well. So. Yes. So this is the first time it would happen post mid sixties. 
Yeah, it's but a, in like the modern era of like big four sports, this is the most right. dominating like rain we've seen. Like the Bulls weren't this good, you know. Like I no, get, the, the Bulls made three. The Bulls would have been this good if MJ didn't leave oh, basketball yeah, if, for two years. If Michael Jordan didn't play straight. Yeah, if Michael Jordan didn't play baseball for like ten months, the Bulls probably would have won five or six straight Eastern Conference championships. But the Knicks and the Magic took care of that in the two <laughs> years in between. But yeah, the the fact that this war, I mean. Even with the Patriots winning three straight AFC titles in this era of the NFL, Warriors winning five straight West titles, it's it's unbelievable. But got to get the I think the the Bucks are the only team that have a chance to beat the Warriors. And Toronto doesn't. I don't. I'm not too sure, but like they need Brook Lopez to shoot like he did in Game Two <laughs> or Game One. Right. Uh, that'd be that'd be the way to. But the question is, is how is Golden State going to defend Giannis and? That's really what it's going to come down to. But, but is he going to score forty five? Like what if Kevin right, Durant he, plays in the finals? You know. Oh yeah. Well, D- KD guards Giannis. Well, actually, no. They probably will put Draymond on Giannis in the finals. I okay. Well, then Giannis has a few big games, but then you sacrifice those forty point games for a twenty point victory. So. Yeah. I mean, you need they. they you just need to stop the Warriors defensively and be able to take a twenty point lead and have clutch shooting and Milwaukee's been able to do that but let's face it they they've they've had some cupcake matchups in these playoffs they've lost one game so far um Toronto could come back but it's Toronto so the fact that they even beat Philly is miraculous it took a a triple bounce buzzer beater to take out the 76ers that was also true well they would have won in overtime I think right exciting times and they besides the Warriors not winning the finals Fingers crossed that Boston does not get another parade. Bruins do not win the Stanley Cup. That's all I'm saying. Um, hey, please. We're all hoping for it. We're all hoping for it. Uh, last thing before we say goodbye for the day. James Holzhauer is about to get back on Jeopardy. So the teacher's tournament is in the books. Uh, it's a, it was a two-week affair. So Jeopardy kind of has. two weeks. Huh? It's been a long two weeks. It has been a long two weeks. So, I mean, Jeopardy kind of does these little tournaments. They do, like, teachers. They do teen. They do uh, college championships. They had, I think, the the Jeopardy All-Star games at, in the winter because it's 35th anniversary. But they're going to go back to the regular schedule, and Holzhauer is going to try and continue this streak. There's been a ton of social media content revolved around Holzhauer and how the previous best Jeopardy champions compared to him. I mean, everyone wants to see all the old, you know, the older best Jeopardy players of all time from the early 2000s play Holzhauer. But all of them are saying that his strategy is the one that they all wish they could do, but he's the one that has the stones to go out and pick the categories with the largest numbers and bet on daily doubles, a lot of money on daily doubles. So, But he, he needs to win a lot more games if he wants to catch Ken Jennings. No, it's so he needs like 50 more games or so. Right. I think he beats uh, the money record, though. Oh, definitely. Because He's that, on pace to smash it. That might only take him like two more, like three more weeks. Yeah. Um, but you think he's got to win fifty more? That'd be ten weeks worth of games. Uh, maybe in a, there's a few weeks in there where there's not like new games. So let's let's say twelve weeks. It's gonna take him until like September to beat that record. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be it would this be. This needs lengthy. to go on forever. This takes so long. To find out if he'll do this. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be lengthy. and It's a game of attrition. Absolutely. And it's just so unique because 
the only other times you really see the same people on TV every day are game show hosts and like news anchors. But now you you've got a game show contestant who has been on Jeopardy for in terms of number of games three weeks running, but he's really been on television for over a month now, winning game by game and just mesmerizing everybody of how good he is at this at Jeopardy and doing something that no one's ever done before in terms of his strategy. So and he's he's getting a lot of he's getting a lot of praise and he's getting a lot of media time and he deserves it for sure. Yeah, so so we're hoping he doesn't, but nobody not enough people have talked about how he's an Illini. That's well, my issue with it. What that's your issue with it? I want people to associate James Holzhauer with the University of Illinois. Well, that's not going to happen because they're going to associate James Holzhauer with Jeopardy. It's not like sports gambling. No, no, no. Sports gambling. Yeah. Yeah. I want I want him to be the new mascot. So forget about Alma Otter. We're going to go with James Holzhauer. Put someone in a big James Holzhauer suit. There you go. Okay. (laughs) And a Jeopardy button. (laughs) Well, I mean, let's face it. How many people are there? I mean, there's a good amount, but how many people off the top of your head can you think of? Where you hear their name and the first, like the first one or two thoughts come into your head, you know, their alma mater. Uh, like for me, Bill I'm thinking, Geese. huh? No. Uh, Larry Geese. No, definitely not. I mean, the the two that I can think of. I mean, you have to pick one from your. I mean, Red Grange for me is one. I hear the name Red Grange, I'm like, okay, he was a great, the greatest college football player from Illinois. Thomas Jefferson founded the University of Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um few athletes from Ohio State, like Jesse Owens even. I don't even think of Ohio State the first time I hear the name Jesse Owens. But a name like Jack Nicholas, I don't think of Ohio State. A name maybe like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like big, like iconic people. People who have made a, a huge impact on, on this planet. Uh, there's there's not many of them. No, I guess, yeah, you don't always think of someone's college. That's not the, it, not, it, not immediately, yeah. You know, okay, as a but sport, I want people to like realize that James Holzhauer went to Illinois. Right. So people will know, oh, Illinois, it's a pretty good school. Yeah, Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> they made this big sports gambler who broke Jeopardy. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah, good good for him. Uh, maybe Larry Geese plays him on Jeopardy. <laughs> oh, I'm okay. <laughs> um, I'm okay, too. Well, I think that's a good way to uh, close the pod. We'll be back next week to uh, break down a little Illinois Big Ten tournament baseball action. It'll be next Tuesday because we'll record next, next Monday after the selection. Woo, yeah, because we got the selection so, show coming up. Yeah. We can't. It would be a waste. It'd be a waste of our time to put out a show before. Oh yeah, like, no, oh, completely. No, let's, so now you know what our schedule happen. is gonna be. So yeah. uh, thanks for tuning in once again to Oski Talk, uh, everyone. Which the best of luck to Stephen as he begins his new job. Um, I don't have one. That's fine. Um, but hey, uh, read Tristan's a uh, welcome column. Definitely Monday. do that too. Yeah. Welcome, welcome Tristan to as the new editor of TCR. Uh, give him, give him a, a nice warm welcome. And, and be mean to him on Twitter. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> for Stephen, I'm Ori. Thanks for listening again to Oski Talk. It's been presented by Fourth and Kirby. Go to fourthandkirby.com to get the latest vintage-inspired, high-quality content made by University of Illinois alum, including the champagne is popping tea. We'll be back next week. See you guys then. Hey.